Hey, BBK family, what is up? It's your girl, Judea, CEO and founder of the Black and Brown Connection. On today's podcast, we have Mac. She's a psychology major from Kennesaw State University, the public relations chair of NCNW and Relay for Life. Today, I am excited to have her on here. So how are you doing today, Mac? Good. I'm like bubbly and just like glad to be off of work. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I feel you. That's good. Um, what do you do? So today, because I work from home, normally I am a geocoder for a shipping company. And I just do data and analytics for them. And I also work for the Braves and for Nike. Wow. How do like how did you like get into those like positions? Or was it just like it's something that just sparks your interest? Um, so for Nike, I think since I was in high school, the only thing I've ever done was retail. I've never worked in a restaurant. I've never done, well, in high, in college, I've done IT and everything because I like engineering. But like from high school to on out, my main job was basically retail. I started with, I worked at SkyZone. I worked um, at Foot Locker. I worked at, of course, Nike. I worked at Levi's. I worked at a couple places in the mall. And I kind of just like did that because I like the places that benefit me <laughs> um listen you ain't saying nothing but a word because i want the free you know what i mean i want the nice discounts i only did places that benefit me my new food was it's gonna benefit me for now but like can i wear it so, right for that um so nike i did i've been there for like uh, about two years and that started when i was working at levi's one next door and i was like i just need something more Levi was okay, it was good. I did that for two years, but it just wasn't enough for me. And we weren't getting paid enough. And Nike, I know, like, within even working for Nike, you can get positions in other places in other um, districts of Nike. So I was like, okay, that's the way where I can get in and, like, I can do retail now, but I can work my way up, way up and work for the company. So that was that one. For the Braves, I think I was supplying the jobs, and I like and so I was like, okay, I could do this. And then I was thinking ahead because after you graduate, they have an internship program that you can do. And I wanted to do PR. So I was like, eventually I can do PR for the Braves and work for the Braves full time. And then if I want to move, I can switch sports teams and get my name out like that. So mainly for my own benefit. <laughs> my way yes. I mean... Listen, if we're not doing for ourselves, then we're just going to be like, oh, let me just work here. I mean, that I think that's a smart way of thinking about it and where you want to work. Because once you like, they, it's kind of like they see loyalty with you. And like, oh, wow. Like, she's been with us for this time. Like, oh, I can trust her. I trusted her here. I think I can, like, trust her, like, there. So, listen, I think you're thinking smart, actually. I'm going to try okay? and like, work for the Braves, even though it's hot outside, it's actually fun. And I work, like, with the kids sometimes, and sometimes I do the raffle. So I like, like, meeting new people, especially when we have um, away, when people come away from their, for their games. I, I, there's people from Canada here, the last game, and it was nice talking to them. You meet okay. so many different people, so and so many opportunities, especially at Nike. I've had people come up to me and, like, here, here's my business card. Call me. Contact me if you want the job. So many conversations, and you get connects outside of just, like, working there. So that's what I liked about that, those jobs. And then my Shiplify job for doing geocoding, I like data and analytics, and I worked for IT for three years when I was in Tampa, just working for computers and working to help um, with the printers and everything. And engineering has always been my passion. When I was in high school, my major, my, like, 
because we were in STEM. So like our major in high school were like, mm-hmm. mine was engineering arts. I did engineering. I was a part of robotics club. I like programming. So everything just came natural and easy. So doing data is just like, okay, just plugging in numbers and stuff like that. So that became natural and I just like it. And then working from home, I can relax. Wake, I wake up early, but I can just be in my bed or like chill. Yeah. Also, like, I like you kind of have, like, experiences in different, like, sectors. So, like, whatever you kind of want to do is, like, basically, it's you already have, like, the tools to apply, to apply it and, you know, in the future. Now, between, like, um, Nike and Recruiter Braves, like, what is your favorite sports team or favorite sports to watch? Mm-hmm. Favorite sport to watch would... That's a hard one because... I'm going to say soccer only. I'm not going to Okay, I'm going to say soccer because mm-hmm. my cousin plays for USA. And he plays okay. for, like, different um, teams in different countries. So I like to watch that because that's what I grew up watching. But recently, because I'm at baseball games, and I, I go to, like, my yes. friend, uh, my coworker, he is a um, coach for baseball. So I literally would go and, like, watch their games, and it's just – it's interesting. I don't know. I used to not like baseball, but watching it and seeing, like, I could never do that. A ball coming to my face that fast. You would never play softball? Hmm? Would you ever play softball? See, I've done every sport besides softball and basketball. <laughs> it's not as bad as you think. I'm telling you, like, I played softball for, like, one year, and it's it's not as bad, you know. You just gotta and I and I used to play with nails too, like acrylic nails, length and all. Okay, <laughs> holding the bat, they're like, so you gonna cut your nails? I'm okay. I think I'm okay until like the ball hits your nail. But no, it's it's not as bad as you think. I think it's, you and like. I, and I'm like okay because I'm watching baseball. I'm like I could do that. You know I could do that. But my hand eye coordination. It's this, this, like, I can do it, like, on the ground, my foot coordination, playing soccer. Rugby, the ball is really not that eye level. But, like, being at eye level, like, I see the ball coming to me, but my reaction, it will be delayed. <laughs> <laughs> my reaction. Oh, my God. I see it, and I'm like, okay, should I do it now or should I do it now? And by the time I'm thinking about it, it already hit me. It's already done for. <laughs> would you, like, would you, like, try, like, the bases, you know, when, like, the ball is coming, you, like, trying to catch it with your gloves I'll try, try that, it because yeah. I, okay, I okay. love kickball yeah. and I love to be out there like in elementary school that's literally all we did for recess kickball 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 so I like that I could do that but okay anything else <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's no it's done it's not gonna be happening I'm, trying, I'm telling you guys before before we even you know start this I'm telling you I can't do it <laughs> Yes, no. Listen, you you at least gotta know what you can and cannot do. So you know, I feel you because like I used to, I tried out for the volleyball team when I was in like middle school. It just never happened. I tried as much as I was like I was hitting, I was like you know serving, and it was like starts to inform you that you did not make the team. And I'm like, okay, so I'll go back again. And you know, you gotta just accept the fact that it's the sport is not for you. Okay. <laughs> the sport it's okay. It's just not for you. You gotta find something else. I tried soccer too. And my dad was like, you got this, you got this. I did not get it. Okay. 
I did not get it whatsoever. He used to like have like the little the little joints that you could put over your waist, so it got so you could do the attachment, so you could like kick it. Yeah, no, I failed it. I was like, "There's like, so what sport are you gonna do? I'm gonna wrestle. I'm just gonna use my body." And I'm just like, because wrestling season was like during track season, I could never do it because track was my none. I knew my strengths. I was like, "Let me play my strengths." <laughs> yes but one of my friends she did it and she loved it and i see like i think yesterday at the braves game it was this little girl she's like tiny her dad's like yeah she wrestles and i'm like okay girl get it Yes, people like you. Y'all be wrestling. I'm like, yeah, I did, but I tell you, the I used to wrestle girls. Like in the state of Florida, they actually care about girls wrestling, so they had our mm-hmm. own states and everything like that. But then when I moved to Jersey, it was like you was the only girl on the team, and you had to wrestle guys. And I caught my like I got a reality check real quick. I was wrestling with this one dude, and you know we got the singlet on, so you know like yeah. armpits and everything. He got me under. I didn't even want to fight no more because every time I bridged, I was just underneath his armpit and it was hairy. And I said, tap out. Like, I'm smelling it. It's going up on my upper lip. It's touching my nose. I said, you are so dirty. Get me out from here. Because, you know, girls were clean. Men, they're dirty. And I'm like, that's when I realized what I was doing and where I was going. And I said, I'm never, ever going to put myself in that wrestling position ever again. I'm going to continue to wrestle. But if y'all ever understand why I tapped out so quick, it's because I was under some hair and it smelled disgusting. Like, they dirty. <laughs> that one knocked me out. Like, I, mm-mm, mm-mm. I smelled, I like, when I, I did PT my first year of college and I was doing PT and we had to do PT for the lacrosse team. They are the dirtiest, nastiest <laughs> people. And I'm just like, like, y'all know y'all stink. Y'all stuff stinks. I don't understand how you're just living like, okay, this is okay. I'm going to put it back on. For practice, no. Yes, I. That's the one. Like as an athlete, I was like, you have to be clean. You got a double dose. You think you need to like wash once? No, you probably need to wash three times in a day. Cause we smelling. Wash the clothes probably like twice. Hot water, soak them. Do whatever you gotta do because it's sweat and contact. Mm. Like other people sweat, and it's it's, like. uh Yeah, you be like, how did this get here? That's. That's not mine. That's nasty, you know? <laughs> so, I know before we were talking and you were telling me about rugby, what drew you to play rugby? So, what uh, rugby is for me because, okay, it's soccer and football, but it's everything illegal that you can't do in soccer that you can do in rugby. Like, in soccer, you know you want to stiff on somebody. You can do it, like, on the slick. But rugby, you can stiff on them. They won't card you. They won't do anything. And I thought it was interesting mixing, like, football and soccer and not having pads. I was like, oh, yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. I want to try for somebody. <laughs> now, did, when people saw you come and try out and play, did they look at you like, like, are you okay? Like, do you really want this? Because, yeah. like, you little short, you little skinny, people, like, yeah. you know, this is contact Even sport. I'm, like, talking to strangers, I say I play rugby, they're like, what? Where? What? They're surprised. And then I feel like I tell them and I show them I have proof. I actually play rugby. Here's me playing. They're like, you're a beast. That's fine because your little self can, like, you're playing rugby. Like, you're actually tackling people. And it's like you get intimidated because everybody is bigger than you. Especially it was one, one team mm-hmm. played in Tennessee. She was huge. And I was like, yeah, y'all go ahead and count me out. 
I'm not doing it. But then it's like, you kind of have to have courage in yourself. And rugby, like, made me have a lot of courage within it because it's like, I know I can do it. If I can see her do it, I can do it. I'm going to try. I might fail. But we're going to try and we're going to see how it goes. That's how you got to be. Because I, y'all, like... I know, like, some of y'all probably, like, can't, well, you can't see her, but, like, I was, when she told me, I was, like, my my jaw dropped because me, I I thought about rugby and I said, no, I love my body. And then we sit here and have this conversation. She said, rugby. I'm, like, rugby. Like, you sure? So, no, do it. But I, I, I can see that because a lot of people who do play, like, those really contact sports have such high confidence it's just like oh you gonna yell at me i'm just gonna take it out on the field like what you gonna do about it (laughs) literally me i think like what started when i started running i started running in third grade and it was like i didn't have much i couldn't express myself a lot when i was young so running and doing sports is how i express myself if i was upset i run it out um if they literally loved when i was bad because they knew i was about to run I was about to run. <laughs> they do. It's kind of like an expression, like especially rugby. Oh, I'm mad. Oh, I'm gonna tackle somebody. Get it over with. And I feel great My about goodness. myself. It's like, okay, I can do anything. I just tackle her. Okay, boom. Right. And then um, the so. game, I scored. I scored like three or four tries that game, which is like touchdowns, kind of. That really boosted my confidence. Mm-hmm. We were playing. I think what school? It was a school from Florida. They came up here. It was raining. It was cold. And I was like, I don't want to do this. It was my first game back from a concussion. And I was like, I don't know. I can't do it. That game, I went my hardest. It gave me so much confidence. And I was like, yeah, I can do anything. I just played in the rain and the cold. I did all of this. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) I can do it. Yes. (laughs) Now, um, while you was in high school, did you ever think about um, trying to get, like, a scholarship for sports? Or was it just like, this is something I just want to do for fun. I don't want to, like, have to be on somebody's team where there's a scholarship involved. Oh, okay. Originally, up until 11th grade, yes. Because I've been training for Okay. I played soccer from, like, kindergarten until I stopped maybe in elementary school because I started running track. I ran track from 3rd grade to 11th grade. Um non-stop my grandma had me in training over the weekend like i'm it's track training school like that was my life mm-hmm. i did other sports but it was track i did cross country to train for track like everything was prepared for that moment and i was like okay i think i'll probably do it and my coaches were hurt that i stopped running and they were like you could have had these scholarships you could have got you this but my 11th grade year um it was probably before my 11th grade year but i decided my 11th grade year because we had a coach, and I, I'm not going to say I didn't agree. And I was like, I'm not going to stop playing a sport because this coach, I don't like her. She just didn't make it fun for me. Because we were used mm-hmm. to um, running against the guys in practice. And to help us train better, we have to run against people who are faster than us. We changed our whole yeah. to where we're running against the same females every day. That's not helping me. That's, on, that's honestly just making me, like, bored. We don't have any competition. I'm a very competitive person. That's like my number one strength. And if I don't feel like I can compete and I don't feel like I'm getting better as a person, I shouldn't be doing this. And for me to say that, that was a lot. And I was just like, I, I'm not enjoying this anymore. And I kind of went, right. 
So my 12th grade year, I didn't oh. do and I didn't do track, and they were upset about that. And I was just like, honestly, I'm just going to go to school for academics. Because I was, I, I, I was good in academics, mm-hmm. top student. So I was like, I'll just go for academics and figure it out later. I also saw, like, different stories of, like, college athletes and, like, student athletes. And I didn't want that life. I didn't want to be told, yeah. okay, I have to go do this, do this, I can't do this, can't do this. I want to have fun. I want to experience college. I want to, like, enjoy everything. I don't want to have I can't, I don't right. have to go to bed early. I don't have to miss a party, miss this, miss like a gathering because I got to go out of town for this. And it's just like the training right. for your body, eventually like you're wearing yourself out. You're wearing and tearing yourself out. They have like two to three practices a day and I want to do homework. I want to sleep. I want to take a nap. And I like, yes. so I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do it anymore. I, I wish I would have done it. I do miss it, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part that people don't talk about. Like, you know, it's that mindset that you have to really be in. And if like, if you're trying to really do other things, it's just like, you really got to commit yourself. And if the love for it is not there anymore, it's you really are just, you know, just wearing down and like tearing on your body. So, um, what made you, um, decide the college you wanted to go to? Like your first college? Because we, we talked about it, you know, right before. Um, that actually was not the my number one mm-hmm. college was the University of Arizona. And <laughs> that was like listen. That's it a is. good college. And a lot of my family went to that college. I love Arizona. That is like my happy place. I go there all the time. My nana lives there and I have family there. So I was like, this is what I want to go to. I was like, yeah, Wildcats. I'm that's me. I'm I'm there. Like I wanna <laughs> go there. But then I've never even heard of the university. I think I was just applying to a bunch of schools and schools are like contacting me for one because I have great academics. So they wanted me like regardless of like me applying to go there for academics. Mm-hmm. And I think I applied to I applied to Hampton, I applied to um, University of DC, because um, my dad went there. That's the only one. My dad went there. Mm-hmm. Um I applied, I didn't want to go to any school in Georgia, but I did apply to like Georgia State, Georgia Southern, just like back mm-hmm. schools. Um, yeah. I applied to LSU. My mom made me apply to, no, my stepdad made me apply to Spelman because mm-hmm. he went to Morehouse and my mom went to Spelman. So they were like, you have to go. Mm-hmm. And they're still a this day. They're still a <laughs> this day, but it's okay. <laughs> Right, go, yeah. like my stepdad's preference. They're like, you know, we could have took care of you, and that's the thing. My stepdad told me he was like, "See, when you get there, you'll be watched. You'll have all these people, all these brothers." And I'm like, "See, no, you know too many people. You know, people. yes." And it's like, I don't want to be around that. I don't want to be like, "Oh, you're so and so's daughter, so let me not talk to you. Oh, you're so and so's daughter, so like we gotta watch you. I don't want to be watched. I'm gonna have fun." And they're too- He's always right. on campus because he's in a fraternity, fraternity, so like he's involved, and I don't want to see you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my parents gonna get it. Be like, I'm trying to get away, not just because I don't like you. It's because I just, you know, this little bit of freedom that I would like to experience. I they, need it. They go to homecoming, so it's just like seeing my parents <laughs> at homecoming, and I've seen it in real life, like not being at the school. So like me going to the school and seeing my parents at homecoming, I don't, it's just, it's, it's a no. Yes. So 
So that was like a big factor where I didn't want to go there. Um, they offered me a scholarship, and he was like, they don't really offer anybody scholarships. You should have went there. And I was just like, who's paying for the rest of it? Because that school is expensive. <laughs> yes. But going to Tampa, I, I honestly wish I didn't because that school was expensive. And I, I did have an academic scholarship. And I was like, okay, scholarship, I'll be fine. I can do a couple years. So I don't have to pay for it. I should have just went to my first choice. I should have just went to my first choice. I feel like I would have been happier. I wouldn't have transferred. I would have been okay. Anybody I live you live and you learn. I know, like, when I, when I have children, yes. I would tell them, like, okay, you sure? Like, don't do this because this school is offering you this. Do this because you actually want to do this. You'll be happy there. And we're going to go on to yeah. like, way before. Way before. We're going to keep going to these schools. And it's like, you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? I'm going to make sure that they're sure and, like, this is what they want to do because I was in a position where I was like, I just want to leave Georgia and this is the fastest option, so let's go. And I yes. regret Yeah, people be want to just get out. Like, I wanted to, I was in PA, and I'm like, I need to go back to Jersey. Like, get me out of Pennsylvania. Get me out of this, these, um, these rural um, where I have to drive everywhere areas. It's all I see is bushing trees. Like, get me out. And my mom was just like, you're going here. Did I have a choice? Definitely not. And I'm like, oh my goodness. But great four years. I would say that great four years. Would I say she knows best? I'm not going to give her that much credit. But I'll say she kind of knew a good direction, you know? She did. And it's like, I, so, I didn't have that much guidance because my grandparents were so they didn't go to college. So it was just like, I'm on my own deciding, okay, this is a school I feel like it's best for me or it's not. They were just like, okay, we're here to support you. So I feel like if I would have had that extra push, yeah. extra guidance, because like in high school, they did take us on college tours, but like our counselors weren't as involved, wasn't as involved as like helping us actually decide like, okay, this is Oh, okay. We just was like, okay, you got a scholarship. Let us know you got a scholarship, and that's fine. They weren't really as involved as like I would have liked and hoped as a counselor. So that's what mm. I want to change. Also, going to psychology. So, got you. So now that you are, you know, in the school that you're in now, and you're studying psychology, like what, like what excites you about the future? Of your degree or are you thinking about changing some things down the line because you know we talked about it a little bit you know yeah. early in um in the interview okay so what it, okay i'm gonna answer both of those questions um the first question okay um what excites me about psychology is the fact that like especially in african-american it's not really looked at as like a good thing but we all grow mm -hmm. up and because we never talked to anybody, we didn't have like those answers. We all grew up with a lot of traumatic experiences, not knowing how to deal with them, and that either can go left or right, mainly left. And yeah. it's like we don't have like growing up, you don't feel like you can be comfortable to tell anybody because like my parents told me that why would you go to a therapist? You don't need to go to therapy. Like if you go to therapy, there's something wrong with you, and that's always the case. And I kind of want to change that because me growing up, I. Went to therapy once when my dad died, but it wasn't helpful. It was just like, oh, you're here because you have a loss in your family. And everybody's here because they have a loss in their family. But they're not asking, like, how I feel, how you're feeling, how you're doing. And I stopped going to that. And growing up, it's like my grandparents, of course, they're old school. They didn't believe in going to therapy. And I felt like I had a lot of trauma growing up that I needed to resolve in those moments. And... How I dealt with stuff was not how average people dealt with things. And I remember 
getting called crazy or getting called like there's people saying there's something wrong with you. And it's like, I know, but it's like, I don't know the steps I need to take because there's nobody here that can help me. And I want to be that step. And I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of it is like, especially from that transition from middle school to high school and then high school, just trying to figure out your life and not having anybody. And a lot of people don't have like the family members that they can go to. That's like, okay, I feel like this and I don't want you to judge me, but this is how I feel. And I want to be that person. I yeah. Like bring the light. Okay. In the black community, we're like, it's okay to talk about your feelings. Especially like when COVID hit, we were all forced to deal with a lot of stuff that we didn't want to deal with because we didn't have those distractions. I think that's what we do. We make distractions and we make like excuses for a lot of things because we don't want to deal with it. And during COVID, a lot of people, I think mental health, a a lot of things rose that year. And especially with mental health, a lot of people had to deal with their depression or deal with like, okay, now I have to understand this is why I feel like this and this is why I'm angry or this is why anything and those problems are not addressed when you're younger or even like growing up you don't you're not gonna understand how to deal with it you're okay for me I have a lot of trauma growing up and recently I had to go because for my depression I had to go into a psych ward and okay your vision of psych wards is just like okay crazy people like they they're everybody's crazy they're mental and the same but like being in there you experience how many people need help and how many people are not getting help because one for healthcare, a lot of doctors or therapists won't see you if you don't have the right insurance for them. They're like, okay, I can't take you and nobody will help you. Or like growing up, you have all these family traumas and everything, but you can't go to your family about it. There's nobody you can go to and you feel alone. That's kind of how I felt growing up when I would try to express myself and I would get shut down because I grew up where a child to be seen and not heard, it was difficult. It was difficult and I suppressed a lot of stuff that like I shouldn't have suppressed and I should have let it go before I turned the age I am because a lot of things are hindering my growth process and I've ex- I'm learning a lot of things about myself that I should have learned already. And I feel like in the black right. community, we wait, to, we wait too late. We wait till like we're about to explode to get help or explode to like, okay, there's a problem. And I feel yeah. like you want to be there to address it, especially with kids. Like, adults, okay, you can handle your own things. But, like, mainly kids, it starts with a kid. They're five-year-old. Like, kids understand so much. And they go through so much. And they have to process a lot of things and not know how to process it because they don't understand, like, okay, why do I feel like this? Why am I experiencing PTSD? Why am I experiencing where I can't go to sleep, where I'm scared to go to so-and-so's house, where I'm scared to do this? Or, like... Me, I wasn't a social butterfly. I was a hermit. I didn't like going anywhere. I was have a lot of social anxiety. But people like talking to me. They're mm-hmm. like, I can't tell you. You talk about everything. Your your like energy is this because I had to learn to grow out of that. And it's like growing up, nobody really cares. Like, hey, you're playing by yourself. Okay, you're just playing by yourself. You're not. You're a weird little kid. Whatever. Nobody looking into it. Like, yeah. okay, why is she playing by herself? Why does she not like hanging out with so and so and so? My parents just let that happen, and I just grew up, because I grew up the only child, but I have other siblings. And not having that experience, I was just by myself. My grandparents couldn't play with me. They're not (laughs) my age. They're not, like, to do that. So I just wanted to be be that person for the younger community. And then to answer your second question, from that, 
I may or may not be swayed into different directions. Um, because I work like I've worked in IT and I worked for da- data and analytics and stuff like that. I have a passion I love for like PR, and I do PR for like the National Negro Society on campus, and then also for Relay for Life. I've been doing that for like a couple of years, and I like I like being the not the bad person, but I like making somebody's page or somebody's um brand like great for them making them like feel yeah love it and people will love it and i like to like bring people in i know like some brands they don't like attract certain people and i want to be able to help people attract people and get a certain um guide and view to what they like to do and i like to put that in their creative minds and everything because everybody's not creative but i like to just put that on paper and like view for everybody and just make them happy because that makes me happy to know like okay you're getting the audience you want this post this page this anything i'm doing for you is getting the active amount of likes the views and everything that's getting you or helping you grow and i like to help people grow because i want to grow as a person so right no that's a lot so the so for the for the marketing part for the for the marketing question if you could like do pr for any company what would it be or who would it be hmm. pr for any company and like just like we could just say like they're automatically gonna say yes they just need you to be like would you do yes i know like not even like looking at your qualifications you pass like any company like you would just want to work with a major okay um, I want to work with, oh, it's so many. Okay. Or give me your, like, your, your top okay, three. Okay, my top three. I want to work for, um, I want to do PR for the Braves. I feel like they need a lot okay. more diverse people. Even though they have a diversity, but I feel like their PR is good. Their me- social media is good. Their media is good. But if they had a broad, like a major outreach, because a lot of people, when they come to the games, um, the stuff that we do at the games, they don't understand it. They just know the players. From their PR, from the social media, all you understand is like, okay, the players are playing this time. The game is here. This is what the players did. But you're not literally seeing like the active stuff that goes on in the battery or in like the park, like what's going on. Like You don't see okay. something like that. So I want to like reach a different right. audience. Most of the audience is like older people. Like it's a lot of young people that come to the games, but nobody knows that, notice that doing stuff like that or like mm-hmm. when they interview people they interview like older people they don't interview like younger people because like we're the future yeah they're, they've gone to the games it's like now it's us now it's our time to take over and if you're not selling my interest i'm not coming to the game i'll just watch it on tv yeah um i would love to do pr with nike because okay. um recently they have been doing a lot of charity promotions and a lot of like influential women and like power and just like especially like black women they've been doing a lot of that and mm-hmm. and Nike as a company not just because I work for them then they're a very yes. welcoming company like a lot of people I don't know I've heard bad things but I know for the store I work with and like my experiences they've helped me a lot they um, understand that we are people as well. They understand that we are black, white, Asian, mixed, whatever race, ethnicity, if you're gay, if you're not, like they understand it all. And they don't, they do not, there are no tolerance for discrimination for any kind. And I like that. 
Gotcha. I like I 100% like that throughout the throughout the company and just like going to different stores. There's a no nonsense thing, and I've worked for stores who I've had things said to me and they don't do anything about it. And mm-hmm. Nike, Nike yeah. shows and says like, okay, like we don't stand for this. We stand like we are welcoming, and I like that. And I like to be a part of a team that is big and just like they not only like show people in sports, but they show p- normal people, normal people who like. Yeah. Who have regular jobs and it's like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm in a power lady and I like Nike. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, I I've been to companies you just and you're just like, okay, like how do you handle this and. Uh, I want to say, like, I've been fortunate enough to break with companies, too, who, like, they don't tolerate nothing. Like, I'd be like, yo, I don't know if there's microaggression, boss, but this lady was just coming to me. She's like crazy. She was like, okay, Judea, like, okay, we got it. We got it for you. And then that's good because, like, you feel like, you know, like, they value you as a person and they know, like, okay, yes, it's the company. This is where we get money. But if you don't feel good, if you don't feel comfortable here, then how can we expect to you have a good experience just as much as the customer is going to have a good experience. So I think, and I've had situations at Nike where customers think that it's their world and we are, we work for them. And I've had a situation where like a customer has put their hand in my face, tried to start recording me, tried to start some stuff. And my manager's like, no, because I would react the same way she reacted. If you put your hand in my face and then you started recording me. Like, we're not doing that there. We're not doing that. And our, our managers stick up for us. They are like, no, like, you're not going to, we know, like, a cus- this, the customer's always right. But you're not going to talk to us like we're not people. And our managers understand that. And they will come yeah. after them for us. And they'll be like, yo, like, no, you're not going to talk to them like that. So I like that. And I appreciate no that. Because it makes me feel like, welcome. If somebody's talking to me crazy and, and y'all are allowing it, like, Because I would talk to them crazy. I'm a person. Yeah. <laughs> Right. No, I feel that. And it's like being in that space with Nike, like everybody's always in Nike. Like everybody wants to come when there's a drop, when there's something like shown on a commercial, like they pay for good PR. So it's just like, it's not like you're in a store that doesn't have attraction, that doesn't have people or diverse customers coming in from like left and right. So um, it's like you have to be able to like have everybody in just to be good. Now, so the, the question I want to ask, um, coming off of that is like working in a space with a lot of people like how are you able to like you know function and like be okay when the stores like has like a high volume and there's like a lot of people like how do you like you just like keep yourself together or what is that process that you do just to make sure that even though like you're in this space you still have your safe space wherever you go that's a good question um because nike for one i i think it's just not just the weekend, because some days during the week, people will come in. But the weekend, we have lines around the store, around the back of the building. We're constantly on go. And I work as a cashier. And some days, it's like, okay, it's, it's great because I have stuff to do. Other days, it can be hard on your mental because you have so many customers coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in. And, like, you want to give your great customer experience. You want to be like, okay, hi, welcome. But it's like, I can't really talk long. There's somebody else behind you. And then some customers don't understand and they get, like, angry, rowdy. And they're like, she's rude. She didn't talk to me that at all. But then it's it's like, okay, I know I'm – you have to understand, like, this is retail. They came into the store. They see this line. They know that – they know. They just want to – if they want to pick a fight, they're going to pick a fight. It's It's the customer. You just have to continue having a great day mm-hmm. and give them, like, kill them with kindness. It's like, we like to say. 
So okay. regardless of like how the customer is acting or treating you or like, and even not, not even customers, like working with like so many people, like we have so many people that come in and out working there or just not there for a long time meeting with people. It's kind of like you're in my space and you don't know what to do, but like we have to keep it pushing and you like, get the hang yeah. of everything. And after a while, like it's a, it, when it's a crowd, you kind of don't see it as that. You kind of just see, okay, we're busy. We're busy. We got to keep doing, we got to go, we got to go. And you have to kind of prepare yourself to come into work. It's like, okay, today we're going to be busy. Even if we're not busy, prepare yourself to say, mm-hmm. today we're going to be busy. Um, if you need to go to your car to take a 15, they, they understand. They understand, like, if you've had a lot of customers and some of them have been rowdy towards you, they understand. And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. go take a breather. Go to the back, take a breather, and then come back. Yeah. Because it can be a lot dealing with so many people throughout the day and so many different energies, especially for me. I feel energy. I feed off of things. So if you come to me with negative energy, that's kind of what you're going to get back. And I I, I like to work to work, not to deal with that. So I literally was like, okay, that was a customer. You will see my face. And it's like, okay, I'm going to the back. Y'all got it for a little bit. And I just need to take a breather and come back. Because you can't let people interrupt your space. And it's like, you can't help it because you can't control who comes in the store and what comes out the store. Yeah, no facts. I be I be telling people like I be, when I feel people's energy, I'm like, oh my gosh, why you sad today? I feel so sad right now. Or like, why are you talking to me? You feel mad? I'm not mad, but I'm sad because you mad. So like, I definitely feel like when people you can feel people's energy, you literally just go through the motions with them, and it's just like, oh my gosh, I have to like step away, I have to like get myself together. Um, I know you like before you was like you know talking about um like getting yourself together and your mental health, like how did you um, go about the process of like finding a therapist and like finding someone that you can like speak to. So therefore, you know, as you are like in school, as you're working, like you can keep yourself balanced and, but you don't have to put it all on yourself to work through everything. Um, so for years I didn't have, and I, I knew I needed one. And when COVID first hit, because like I said, people had to do a lot of things. I, my depression and my anxiety, I guess, hit me the most during that time. And I got to a point where it's like, I can't control this, so I need help before anything happens. And I made the decision where it's like, okay, because the school provides free um, counselors and everything, which is great because at the time I didn't have insurance. And I, it was one counselor, some of them, I've had some counselors who are just like, mm, I don't vibe. But it was this one lady and we vibed, we talked about a lot of things. And just how she communicated to me her energy and everything of how, like, some therapists were like, all right, we'll sit there and start writing and writing and writing. And, like, you're not even listening. I know, like, you're writing stuff, but, like, I need you to listen and be active and, like, understand, like, I'm going through something and I need you to, like, help me, basically. <laughs> and right. she, was t- uh, she was attentive. She literally would talk, like, give me feedback. She wouldn't sit there and sugarcoat anything. She wouldn't tell me what I needed, what I wanted to hear. She told me what I needed to and that's really what helped me to where I am now, kind of, because mm-hmm. I there's a lot of people in my life growing up that told me what I needed to hear. And that didn't help me because I need to hear the raw stuff. I need to hear the negative. I need to hear mm-hmm. what I'm doing wrong. I need to hear what I need to work on. And if you're not telling me these things, I'm going to be oblivious and unaware, unaware of what's going on. And that's what she did. She, right. she gave me the truth. She's like... Mac, you need to fix this. You need to change this. You, you're the problem. <laughs> you need to fix it. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the one part we don't yeah, like to like, hear. Anybody to tell me like, okay, you're not the problem. It's always it's gonna be somebody else. Because now I'm gonna think like, what am I doing wrong for them to act like that? When it's like, okay, let me look at my actions of why that person did what that did and why I felt this. Yeah, so, that's good. Yeah, because I can say like I've. I've been a person like, okay, I want to go to therapy so bad. And like, I've seen the story. Some people are just like, it's hard because depending on the therapist, they bring out different sides of you. They help you open up. So it's like, and some people they're, they're like, I just stopped looking for a therapist because when you're trying to find it on the site, it's like, dang, like, who can I talk to? And then like, you got to go through the process of like seeing if they accept your assurance and then seeing if they, they buy with you, are they able to actually help you in your the particular area? So I know like some people, they're just like, I just stopped at that process. Like I've, it's been so hard just to find somebody. So how did you keep going after like having your trials with different like people? Um, because I knew I needed help. And at this point, I don't want to be my parents' age and my grandparents' age still searching for like something I'm missing. I, I want to get all of everything I mm -hmm. have to get together. I want to, this is the time where I can reinvent myself. This is the time for me to like go through my flaws, go through my traumas and take the time for myself. And I can't just, I'm a procrastinator. So for me, if I didn't just do it, <laughs> if I didn't just do it, it wasn't going to get done. And I'm like, okay, I, I yeah. know like I can't just stop at this point. I know like there's somebody out there who can talk to me and who can help me and that can be on my level and not bring out the worst or not just try to make me just tell random stuff. I, somebody who actually listening and yeah. understand like, okay, I'm going through this. I need to take these steps to like get through it and help. And she actually did. She even, mm -hmm. I even went to like some group, group therapy sessions because of her. That helped me a lot to hear other people's view and other people's viewpoint on the same thing I'm going through. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And how, how do you like incorporate self-care um, in your, just your day-to-day -day or just like weekly or monthly? So, uh, um, I have to start back doing it, but normally because I work from home, I wake up probably an hour early just to feed my dog, play with my dog, but I also do yoga. And that helps ground okay. me. I do yoga and like meditate and journal. Journal really helps me because I have a hard time expressing my thoughts and expressing my feelings. But writing them down in that moment helps me put everything on paper, regardless if it's, like, random. Like, I could be journaling about something else and then start talking about something else. But for me, that's how it helps mm -hmm. me process. I can process what's going on in my mind after I read it back. And I can tell you, like, okay, I had this problem with you because of this. And we don't have to argue about it. So that yeah. helps me a lot, right. putting everything down on paper. <laughs> yes. Are, are So, like, you're definitely a paper person, or do you, like, sometimes, like, journal, like, on your laptop, or just is strictly, like, pen no, and paper? No, I, am I, like, wherever I have my phone, on my iPad, like, wherever I'm at, if I'm in the car with somebody and they made me upset, I have my phone on my notes, like, going crazy, because I need to get it out of my head, or this is going to blow up. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so you. I remember like that one time, like some I was in a car with somebody and they pissed me off, and I just started like, I just started going based off reaction. I started writing. I was like, I'm about to find this train ticket and I'm about to leave. I'm about to go. And it was the next day. It was like, don't you ever find a train ticket to leave? And I'm just like, at this moment, that's what I felt. What I felt could help me is to under to see if I could escape the situation because I wanted to leave. I wanted to go. Like I wanted to be out. And so, like that's me. I'm. Uh, 
I'm trying to be more proactive than reactive. But when the thought comes into my head and you piss me off, I'm trying to figure out what my escape is, what my escape plan is, where I got to go, what I got to do is going to happen. Probably not, but allow me to um, imagine <laughs> me escaping, you know, from this situation. Because if I stay here, we're going gonna to tussle. So, you know, <laughs> so like we all have like our different ways of like trying to like get out of a situation. And it's not even like to hurt the other person. It's like to make sure that we're good. So therefore, I don't explode on you. Say something I don't want to say. Because I'm just, I'd be like, you know, you know, are you like one of those people like you imagine arguments in your head before like it, if it actually happens? I imagine it. And then I'm also a person who, if I don't get, if I don't get to calm down, I will just say whatever. And it's like, I can't, I'm just going to say what comes to my mind. You didn't let me have time to calm down. I was quiet for a reason. You poked the bear. <laughs> and now you're gonna do what I have to say. So I am, and I will be like in the car. We're, we're talking about something, and I know it's going left. I'm in my head like, okay, this argument is about to go this way, and it's gonna go completely left, and we're not gonna like it. And I should have said this, <laughs> and I'm gonna say this. <laughs> yes, that's how. Yes, and it's like before, like for me, I'm like. If I'm in a bad spot with somebody, I'm like, okay, this is what's going to happen. So I got to plan for A direction, B direction, C direction. And But usually when the thing happens where I approach this, you know, this conversation, A, B, C, D, E, N, F, G, it's not on the plate. It's like in a whole different, like, hold up. I didn't imagine you saying this, um, this response, you know, so let me come back to you. Um, a little time later, because I didn't plan for this. Like, it's like, you, this is not the conversation I thought of. So you, you you can't just go off script, and you went off script. Right. To reply back to you with <laughs> yes. They be like, so why are you not gonna reply? We we just go, we good, we good. We we conversation done. You know, I love you. You love me. We all good. Um, in your friend group, are you the person that everybody always comes to, or like, are you the person that? You know, people just be like, okay, like, she's good. I'm not going to say nothing to her today. Or, like, you know, what type of relationship do you guys have within your within I your friend group? I think it's a mixture. Because I'm different ways with different friend groups. Because you have, like, everybody's different. Everybody's okay. usually different. I do have friend groups who are, like, we sometimes, like, you know, have our, like, morning calls. And we'll check up on each other. But that's, like, rare. And we know, like, okay, we're doing good. Mm-hmm. We can text each other and be like, okay, you good? You ate? All right, bet. You're fine for the week. And then I have friends who are like, I need to check up on them and they need to check up on me because we need to hold each other accountable for some stuff. And it better for okay. me. It better for ourselves. I need to make sure you've done this and I need you to make sure I've done this. But then I have people who are like, I see you when I see you. <laughs> but we're still friends. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it depends yes. on like whose energy and who I'm hanging out with. Because some people, I like to be alone. I live by myself. But it's also, I have friends who are like okay i want to hang out what are you doing but they're busy and i'm busy so you know it's life (laughs) yeah i think that's the hardest part and you're senior and you're about to graduate in the fall so how do you think like that's gonna change for you or do you feel like you're just accustomed to it because you kind of like you're not in post-grad yet but you're just kind of like already living like that post-grad life Um, i think honestly nothing is gonna change (laughs) Me wanted to move out of Georgia, but like nothing is as far as I know. It's gonna be the same thing. It's gonna be okay. Now I'm done with school. I can up my hours at work. <laughs> I can just work. <laughs> like it's 
really nothing yeah. going to be any different. I don't feel like just like okay, finally I have my degree. I'm out of school for a little bit. I did this finally. But yes. I think like I'm just going to be chilling because I already I haven't lived in student housing in like years. So mm-hmm. I'm just like yeah, normal life. <laughs> <laughs> not for you. And um, are you like hyped about graduation? Are you like trying to like like I'm about to live a big? Are you trying to travel for like you know your graduation gift? Like what does graduation like look look like for you? Graduation for me, mm, I don't even think I'm excited. I think I'm just ready to be done. So like I know okay. when I graduated high school, my first thing was like okay yeah I'm done. I started traveling. I was gone the whole summer. I went to Texas and I went to Arizona. Like I need to be in my happy place. So I'll probably travel, but I'm already gonna want to travel the year I'm the year I'm taking off. So I don't know. I think it would just be because around the time it would be like after my birthday. So I probably, I just want to hang out with family and travel and just like do stuff that I couldn't do because I was studying. Right, <laughs> not for you. <laughs> And where where are those places that you do want to travel to you that you do want to go um, to? I've never been out the country. I've been to almost every state, never out the country. So I want to go out the country. I think the first place is probably the Netherlands because I have a, a friend out there that I met when I was in high school from like this um, medical program and she came to California and everything. But I think that or just anywhere, anywhere out the country, anywhere I can get my hands on out the country for my passport to stamp it here. You go like <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and then from georgia is there any place that you want to live you know like work-wise you just ready to get out of georgia anywhere but georgia so my main places was dc because i want to go i miss home i miss the city i miss just like the environment the people it'll be either dc um texas because Everything's bigger in Texas, and so much PR. Now you think about psychology, the PR part. Every I, I get my hands on a mm-hmm. lot of things. <laughs> Got you. And then I want to live in Arizona, but not like now. Like, Arizona Got is you. a retirement state, and it's like beautiful and quiet and everything. I don't want to do that now. I just want to like get older. Yeah. Right now, I feel yeah. I think I I live in the I live in Virginia, like the DMV area, and this is my first year like living here, and it's a different culture. I mean, I like it because it's not as busy as New York, but you still get the culture, you know. Here, it's not too crazy, but it's manageable, like out here. So, no, I like DC. I'm like, do I want to live in DC? I don't know. Like, I live in like 13 different states, and I'm just like, where do we go that we have not been yet, Judea? Like, where do you want to go? Like, you basically touch every state possible and you don't want to live out the country so where are we gonna go (laughs) and i would honestly go out the country like if i had an opportunity i would go out the country i don't see any problem with that like like taking a step just like experiencing life okay maybe and i'm tired of america maybe i need to go somewhere else maybe america (laughs) is not for me maybe it's not No, I feel like my um my um my sorority sisters and I we was having a conversation and like some of us like were Caribbean so I was like asking them like so we're we gonna get dual citizenship and I was like I was like um there was someone some of them were like yeah others were like probably not I'm like because you know just in case America started being America again like we have the opportunity to go like I'm a citizenship like let me go let me pack my bags and leave like because. 
crazy enough, I didn't, I always had a passport since I was young. I've had a passport and I thought that was just like one of the documents you just have to have as a, a, a person. And it wasn't until probably two years ago, I realized people really don't be having passports. And I never knew that. I thought that was a regular type of document. Like you have your social security card, you got your birth, your birth certificate and a passport. I thought that's the three things that it's you had to mainly have. mainly an American thing. I think mainly Americans don't have passports because it's like, we can just go state to state. Um, I know yeah. like a lot of people from other countries, Caribbean, everything, they born, you get a passport because to go to, they don't have states. They have other countries and if it's a country next to you, you have to yeah. have a passport. And they travel, and it's cheaper to travel once you already mm -hmm. live in Europe or once you already get to Europe. So they travel on holiday a lot. In America, you can just drive to state to state or fly somewhere. Yeah. So I think that's the difference because we have states, and it's like, okay, I want to go to Florida, I'll just go to Florida. But if you're in Europe, you want to go to if you want to go to Paris and you want to go to London, you gotta go out the country. Yeah, passport. passport. So even if it's like an hour passport, so. I think that's what it is. Right. That's like thirsty. No thanks. Like, they I have think... to have. Oh, I don't have my passport. Oh, I need my passport. Yeah, I I travel with my passport all the time. They're like, "Why are you bringing it?" You never know. You just never know. I feel like just so here's some security for myself. You know what I mean? They kind of gonna look at me like, "You sure you get?" I'm like, "Let me just give them like the extra security because you know I don't know." Um. So I just always have to have it, but no, like to, to wrap things up, um, what are you, what are your plans for the summertime? Like, you know, it's about to, it's getting nice outside. I mean, you're in Georgia. I mean, Georgia's y'all a little bit different because when it starts snowing, it's like some people, not you, cause I know you're from DC. It's like, oh my gosh, snow, you know, but what's the plans for the summertime? What are you, what are you looking forward to doing? I haven't traveled really anywhere I wanted to go in like two years because one of COVID and then I was supposed to go somewhere, but because you have to have the booster for a certain amount of time, you can't go. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, you know, I want to go somewhere. I want to go on a cruise. I want to go back to Cali, just somewhere I need to get out of Georgia and just like have fun. That, um, yeah. working because the Braves, hopefully getting yes. into another World Series win, but you know. Hopefully, we can only hope. Yes. Only hope for so much. <laughs> yes, no, I feel you. And so, like, y'all, before before we got on here, we was having a conversation, and she was, and Mac was telling me about, like, how her family, like, they have different accents, and, you know, how different people. So, what's it like, you know, being able to say that I can go to Cali, or I can go to Arizona, or I can go to Texas? Like, what is that like to, like, go into, like, those different places? Um, I guess it's, it's fun. Like, I guess that's why I don't like, I'm not saying I don't like Georgia, but I guess that's why I like, because mm -hmm. from I was younger, I've been traveling because I have literally family everywhere. And we would travel all the time to go see so-and-so, go see this. And I like to experience new cultures, new things. And being outside of Georgia, like where I'm from in Georgia, there's no public transportation. It's a car everywhere. There's no bus, there's no train. The movie theater and the mall is in a whole different county. Like, it's just, you have to go, yeah, you have to go somewhere else to have fun. And just being in those places where it's like, okay, I can go down the street, it's sunny, I can visit so-and-so, and it's like, you know people, and it's comfortable. Like, I know, yeah. I think, for most of my summers growing up, we used to go to Michigan, because, like, my grandpa, he's from Detroit. 
And the things that we they allowed us to do in Michigan, we couldn't do down here because they don't know people. But up north, like, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody up north, you know everybody. Regardless, like your family know this person, you you know this person. There's a community. They look after folks. And so being in Detroit, like, we can go ride our bike down the street. We can go be out late, walking around, chilling, and nobody's going to bother you. People are just like, okay, you're so-and-so's child. You're good. You're good. You're great. I can get on a train. I can go on a yeah. bus and not have to worry. Here it's like, mm, y'all sketch. Yes. <laughs> y'all sketch. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's like being, like, in other places and knowing, like, it's a comfortability level. Here it's like I have family here, but they're so far apart. It's nobody can watch you. Being in Arizona, like right. family is down the street. Um, the scenery, I know so many different fun things to do. I mean, you can do the same thing in Georgia, but like you can't go like it's different. It hit different in Arizona. Climb a real mountain. I can't go in like a cave. Like Georgia has like mountains, of course, okay, but it's not like fun. Right. It's very like country, <laughs> literally. <laughs> you. I feel you were saying. Remember, I was talking. I was living in Augusta, Georgia, and I'm just like, y'all real country out here. Like, it's a little different. Like, y'all a different type of country, and I don't know if I can really hang. I mean, I was only there for a year, but it felt like I was just there. So, but like, especially in college towns, that's country. Nothing to do with party, and you can't go nowhere. You can't have no fun. It's like country, country, country. Everything closes early. Mm, so you just ready? You ready for the yeah, adventure? You ready for the fun? You ready for a different experience? In Georgia, you know everybody. You just like <laughs> okay. So that so that is real. Like in Georgia, you really do know everybody. Because I know people have said it before, but you know me, I'm like people are exaggerating. Because I'd be like, I know everybody down the block. You know everybody. Like you go to school, and it's like. Oh, I know so-and-so you went to school with. Oh, I know you. I've seen you before. Like, we went to school in the same... Like, I don't want to go to school where I know people I went to school with already. I want to go to school and, like, yeah. not know you. Or, like, not know nobody that knows you or know me. Like, I want to be different. And it's like, in Georgia, you yeah. can't help but, like, go down the street and you know somebody. Even if you don't want to, they like, mm. oh, I've seen you before. Oh, you so-and-so's daughter. You so-and-so's son. Like, mm-mm. <laughs> right now, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And my last question is, what is the best piece of advice you have, you have ever received? Take a chance. I am the type of person, well, I, I was the type of person that just was, because I have anxiety, I'm afraid to do a lot of things. And I dream and imagine like, okay, I could do this. I know I could do this. But the best advice somebody told me was to take a chance. Take a chance on yourself. Take a chance on your life. You only live once, and if you don't do it now, you're never going to do it, and you not won't get that experience whether you like it or not. So just take the chance and just do it. Got you. So y'all better hear it. Take a chance. Whatever you want to do, take a chance. And I I believe that that's facts because sometimes we wait till it's like perfect or you know. And that I'm talking about myself. Like there's so many things I was like I'm not doing because it's not it don't look good. So Judea, take a chance. Okay, we gonna we gonna take some chances and like. I y'all so I'm so happy I love this conversation I want to say thank you so much for like being up with us sharing your story um and you know hopefully like whoever y'all listen to this 
listen to this know that you're not alone like you know community is everything people's everything you don't got to do anything like by yourself know that um you are strong but just because you have community does not make you weak um so every monday y'all know that we drop a new episode um max episode is going to be on our instagram we drop it on apple and spotify and anchor and we're going to be highlighting her on our Instagram, with her Instagram, or if you want to contact her, reach out to her, you know, become a new friend, all of that good stuff. So just watch it for the, ne- um, the episode on Monday, and then we'll be back next week. Bye, fam. Bye, guys. <laughs>